0: are you an HR department of one trying to figure out how to balance task and strategy while keeping up with changes in regulatory compliance do you need a fresh outlook on old topics then stop what you're doing grab your coffee and get ready to recharge If you have people, you have problems to solve and things to do. Your host is Brenda Neckvottle, a 20-year human resource professional ready to explore the HR industry with veterans of business and life with fresh eyes and new ideas. Learn about the rapidly evolving changes in employment law around the country, as well as new tactics to deploy and build engagement in your workforce. If you're looking to implement new practices to make your job easier in HR, then this podcast is for you. Hey,
1: everyone, and welcome to the Best Practices in Human Resources podcast. I am here yet again traveling across the U.S., and you know what? We are ramping up for a massive, massive, massive landmark that I'm really, really excited about. Our 100th episode is coming up. Matter of fact, that's when I am out and about traveling In the process of recording as we speak so it will be ready to go very very soon super excited about it and um, i'm just gonna kind of leave that hanging right there just kind of just a little hanging right there anyway speaking of hanging right there um since i'm out and about an awesome conversation with a gentleman by the name of Corey harris who has been in the hr field for quite a while Uh, this is a gentleman that i wound up connecting with through clubhouse in one of the rooms, and we have just, he's super, super guy, we've hit it off, and you know what, it's the exact kind of content that we need right now, so much going on as usual, but I think right now we could use, all use a little good chit-chat, and so I thought, you know what, we're going to kind of deviate just one more week, do something different and unique, have some fun with this, and you know what, if you don't do this, just like, you need to, and that is go out, meet somebody, connect with them, have a really great conversation about good stuff, and you know what? Let's start getting things turned around in the right way. So, folks, this is my interview with Corey Davis, and we will be back very shortly in our regular uh, programming. I thought it was going to be this week, but turn of events kind of happen, and you know what? When life happens, you just Slide right along with it, make things happen, keep the sunny side up. So uh, can't wait till I talk to you guys again. This is my chat with Corey Davis.
2: There are approximately 2,500 members of the U.S. Special Operations community who transition out of active duty military service every single year. The Honor Foundation has dedicated its mission to serving these elite individuals on their journey, to prepare for life once they take off the uniform. In the past few years, we've begun our own journey to reach this number, launching three physical campuses in San Diego, California, Virginia Beach, Virginia, and near Wilmington, North Carolina, along with a virtual campus to reach members of the community anywhere on the planet. I spent 26 years in the Special Operations community as a SEAL. I graduated from THS program, I served on the board of directors, and now I'm proud to lead this organization into the future to continue assisting these transitioning service members and their families. Our dedicated team, our world-class program, and our incredible tribes of supporters are standing by to help THF alumni and future fellows, and are committed to providing the best possible support system and resources to better serve this community. Our vision for the Honor Foundation is clear to impact every transitioning service member from the U.S. Special Operations Enterprise through our programs and support, and to be a catalyst for overhauling the entire DOD transition program. It's a big task, but the community deserves it, and we're driving full steam ahead to make this a reality. If you've been inspired with what the Honor Foundation's done in the last five years, I welcome you all to join us as we craft the next chapter in defining what it means to serve others with Honor for Life.
1: Today we got a little bit of a different spin on the show and it is going to be a load of fun and oh my gosh we've already been laughing so right. so what our guest doesn't know yet is that when I really start laughing my eyes start to water I cry all the time it's terrible so it's not you Corey it's actually me but some of it will be your fault
0: so but, I'd
1: like to welcome Corey Davis to the show. How are you, sir?
0: Oh, um, wonderful! I'm wonderful. I, I gotta tell you, Brenda, I wish they would have just we would have just recorded this earlier. Mean, I
1: know it was I mean, we just,
0: the, that's probably why you have tears in your eyes right now. I mean, we <laughs> we're
1: starting already. Yeah, I
0: miss the laughs. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. I, I look forward to this just, just fun conversation. I just yeah, I know.
1: Like we have no idea where this is going. This is great. No, I know. <laughs> So, so this is, this is the benefit. And if you don't believe me, this is the benefit you're very witness of networking. Cause Corey and I met in a room. It sounds so swanky. It sounds so weird. We met in a room in clubhouse that Corey was in and I was just brought up onto the stage and we, you know, they asked me for my comment. Of course, anybody asked me for my <laughs> opinion, I'm going to give it. And um and we just started up this conversation. I'm like, dude, you so need to be on on my podcast. He goes, sign me up, and here we are. So we're just two HR veterans sitting around chatting today.
0: I mean, that's what it's all about. And for those who don't know who, what Clubhouse is, y'all was like, did y'all meet the club? No, it's Clubhouse. <laughs> okay, I'm just <laughs> let me clear the air <laughs> right now. I mean, it's an app on on the iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> our significant
1: others would be really angry if we don't clarify that.
0: HR right yeah <laughs> right. so but yeah it was just such a great great experience and uh, ever since then though Brenda it's funny that you know you hop in the room and I like to be the, the one that introduces you like I, I will actually secretly on the on the uh, the back end with the moderators oh you were hey crazy. let me introduce brenda right quick again <laughs> so
1: yeah that was awesome i was like oh that's a neat idea Corey's cheating he's looking at your profile he says we want to bring up brenda she's an hr professional and a podcast host i was like that's brilliant then i don't have to do it
0: yeah at, at, at one point though some of you might feel a little famous like man they know me it's already it.
1: like yeah oh i thought we checked your profile <laughs> So that's how an
0: OHR is- trick, gang, and for those I- who are HR, I mean, like you got to know your people, okay? <laughs> Just- <laughs> yeah, that's right.
1: Just be smooth. Just be smooth. That's all it is. That's all you need to do. Yeah. So, so how long have you been on? uh How long have you actually been on Clubhouse?
0: Uh probably about a month, uh, maybe a uh, almost a month. But uh, the, the problem is, I, I I really been active though for probably about uh two weeks, maybe. Maybe that's it's a little it? than that. Actually, you know what? It's probably been a month. No, it had to be. How about that? that. Yeah. I have a month and a half and I've been active this month about three weeks this month. Yeah. Three weeks this month. I mean, I, yeah, time goes by fast now, Brenda. I mean, it's, you know, <laughs> then you get sucked in the clubhouse conversations, but yeah, it, it, but it's a fun app. What I really like about it too, is um, it's, you use your voice. I mean, that's, that's a yes. and you think about voice. I mean, I, I even think about even going back to my, my role, my roles in HR. I mean, your voice mattered, right? We always tell people, Hey, you know, watch what you, you know, you got to, you're always on stage and on Clubhouse, you're on stage at, at any given moment. And that's what people connect with. They connect with your voice, especially in a virtual world, Brenda. That's one of the things I do like about Clubhouse because a lot of companies right now, they're in a the virtual world and their voice matters over the phone. Like when they're communicating things that's happening in the company or our directives, uh, how they use their voice inflection matters as well. So in the Clubhouse, give you opportunity to practice. So that's been yeah, a yeah. That's a good way to
1: put it. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. And you know, but you know what I love about it is, and this episode is not to promote Clubhouse, but <clears throat> it's convenient that we're doing it. Um, what I love about it is that it's not static, and there's there's very little looking behind, you know, that everybody's highlight reel. Now you're actually making real connections with real people in an environment where you can have quality conversation. And I think that's what a lot of people really enjoy about that.
0: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I you know, what I was telling you earlier, I, I hopped in your room and heard, you know, you were with a doctor. I don't, I forgot his name, but- Oh, um,
1: Dr. Renz, Steve Renz.
0: Yeah, there you go. And just quality conversation. You get to listen in on the candid conversation. The good thing is you get to raise your hand and then get you know, on the speaker's banner. Yeah. But uh, whatever, you know, it, and it's just been an outlet, I guess right now, because- in the world where we're social distancing. I, I really don't like that term because I <laughs> we still want to get connected <laughs> in some kind of way. It's a great way of, of getting connected with people in, in in today's world outside of, you know, the other social media platforms. But uh, it's been a wonderful, and I get the chance to meet you. I, I wouldn't have never met you. I don't know. It's <laughs> not been for, for that one app. Now we're connected on LinkedIn, and here we are together on this candid conversation. Yeah. This
1: just fan it up, it's great. But and you got one, blue on. Is, I mean,
0: look, we yeah, didn't, right? We didn't plan this, by the way, gang. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, you know, I, that's the one thing that I love because I, you know, I mean, I got pinged yesterday that one that a former guest actually on the show, Mitzi Purdue, who's the widow of Frank Purdue of Purdue Chicken, she mm. got in, she got she signed up on Clubhouse, got in, you know, somebody invited her, so she accepted it. And then it notifies you that, you know, people in your contact sphere um, that are signing up. So it gave me to say like, Mitzi just signed up and, you know, come into a room and welcome her. So I went into this room and there's this other woman there, just absolutely fantastic. She's huge in the media business. And we just start talking because we're trying to see if Mitzi's going to come in. Mitzi didn't. But uh, we got to this conversation and all of a sudden, you know, we're bouncing ideas off of each other, and she's like, "What an awesome convergence this is!" And I'm like, "I know, right? Tell me about it. It's pretty cool." So, I mean, it this is it, it's just amazing is that when you just put yourself out there, what happens in life is, wow. is incredible.
0: It was it was funny because yesterday, last night, uh, you know, you've been in a room with Tuan. Tuan's Tuan's going
1: to be a guest on this show too. <laughs>
0: I went, I went for the fast one, I mean, and he texted me last night. He was like, Hey, look who, look who, who, who I'm in a room with. And he was in a room with Grant Cardone as the moderator. <laughs> I was like, Oh really? Hey, put me in. So I got in. Just him ones. and Grant? No, it was, it was about a hundred other people. Honestly. Oh yeah.
1: There's the, but yeah. Grant is dominating these massive rooms. It's crazy. He loves
0: doing that. Yes, I mean, he the does. Room he's good at it. Of- I think it was called how to get fake people to follow you or something. <laughs> I mean, how to get, you know, how are you? Get, and, 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 uh, and then all of a sudden everybody started turning that profile to grant, 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 but, but, I but, but I got in the room, he made me a moderator. So then our names were like lined up right next to grant Cardone's name. And how
1: many, and how many people followed you as a result of that?
0: Oh, you know how that is. I mean, i you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> modest. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's awesome. But but you know, but that's what this thing offers that you wouldn't necessarily have. So that is so cool. Well, so we'll do a little bit of a backstory. So that was so that's how we met each other. And in when we when we were talking about that particular subject, I don't even remember what the subject was. All of a sudden, Corey goes, he's like, oh, he says, you know, I, my HR is still my number one passion. I absolutely love it. Got to look out for my HR peeps. And I just went, this guy is going to be on the show, period, done. Love the energy, love the spirit, love this bunk. So talk, can you share with people what your background is and how you got into HR and what you're doing right now, please?
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. My background, uh, I was in the Navy for eight years. I was a helicopter crew chief and then I was a recruiter for three years. Uh, and I moved back to the Texas area. I actually was in Virginia Beach for, for all the rest of the time. But I but, uh, got into retail once I got out of the Navy because I was already in sales because re- recruiting was sales. And by the way, it was the hardest thing i ever did in my life. <laughs> and it was actually like HR, right? Um, but I went to uh, work for a company, uh, Best Buy, mm. and, and retail, just loved it. And while I was working in retail as a general store manager, I used to uh, do the community involvement uh, outreach for the HR leader. And then I would take on little assignments like employee uh, engagement team leader for that, for, for the market. All these little assignments, which really got me into the room, uh, in the room where she was, like she would take me to with her to the to the actual uh, territory meetings and company meetings. And I started meeting all these HR folks and she ended up getting another role and when she got that other role everybody in the whole area was like man you know course next i don't think anybody applied for it so i applied for it obviously and, and ended up getting it and uh, never had any other uh, other uh, understanding of hr but i learned so much just doing the role end up getting my bachelor's degree while i was doing doing the job uh and my hr uh, senior certified professional while i was doing it so for of those just watching today. If you're in, you know, working in a workspace, and you say, "I want to get in HR," and I don't know how, should I? You know, there's a route you can take. I mean, yeah. just latch on to somebody, get a mentor, get somebody that can can help help you get to that spot, uh, and and uh, you can make a career out of it. Uh, I was recruited to another 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 company after that. Did HR for them for over about eight states, but my passion has been leadership development. So while I was HR, I was developing people, building systems to develop more people and uh, helped uh, with the employee engagement side. And since working in that, I was able to partner with John Maxwell, get the certification there. I uh, just, and side note, kept learning, right? Yeah. <laughs> never stop learning. learning. Never stop learning. And yeah. from, and what I end up doing is making a decision to launch my own company. So now what I do is I support companies on the, uh, from the corporate side, side with leadership mm-hmm. development, executive coaching uh, and what, what I call the leadership roundtable experience, which is the best experience you possibly can do. I, I did a lot of roundtables. I know, Brenda, you probably did a whole lot of roundtables in your career, right? Don't you love them? I had a few. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and this leadership roundtable experience that I, that I now have access to, it's, it's really the John Maxwell leadership game. And it is the best experience possible. I wish I had this when I was doing those those roundtables in HR, I would have just the people that loved it. it is a fantastic resource. So that's really the main thing I do with the companies now. Um, but yeah, it's just been a good ride and, and, and um, enjoy meeting people. This is different. Uh, launching your own business is different, but I mean, it's oh, yeah. very fulfilling, very fulfilling. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. So what have you been seeing out in the world with COVID uh, in, in the playground that you're in
0: now? Yeah. Well, I mean, what I end up having to do is a lot of my work has turned virtual, uh, just so different from a lot of uh, other people. The good thing is, is because I was building this business while working, uh, I was doing a lot of virtual things off off work time, like a, at night or on the weekends. So the switch wasn't wasn't bad. Uh, I was able to do a couple of in person events, but uh, luckily during the first part of the COVID crisis, I was already I was working at a company in HR implementing all of the procedures. So going back into that company, into the company, I had, I had an in-person thing with that was helpful because I, I can actually follow the procedures. But, uh, but what I am seeing though, is this is one of the things I, I do notice though, it's, it's, it's leading, leading leadership is a lot different now, you know, uh, engaging your workforce is a lot different now because you got to take a whole new step. Like it, it, it's, it, it seems to me, uh, that that you know the days of of just of just not being able to fully train our people the right way are just over. <laughs> like if you you're, you know the, the customers need and, and want more, yeah. uh, the people yeah. who work need and want more as well. So uh, it's, this is a critical role and a critical time for to be in HR.
1: Yeah, I, and I agree, and I think it's critical and important that people in HR realize that they need to focus on their own development as well because everything is changing. I mean, this is like the biggest case study, <laughs> yes. active case study we could have possibly had in any of our careers is, oh. is to have a pandemic to where we have to figure out new laws, new ways of working, and it's all happening at the same time.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's, I love the case study talk because uh, you know, I use that today in the business. Like, hey, you know what? Guess what? The great thing is, is, try something because this is something brand new yeah it's <laughs> a new world but but from a case study standpoint is like yeah this is a this is a you know i would just tell you this is a case study in leadership
1: mm-hmm.
0: like if you really want to know this is a true case study in leadership Yeah, it, it's how we lead it's how effective we really are uh this right here this this whole this whole conglomerate right now is that case study of, of how we lead, how we impact people, how we outreach, how, how do we stay connected uh, in the world that is, you know, may seem disconnected? I think, you know, being connected to people is so much more. You know, there's a um, we 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 teach this principle in our leadership uh, uh groups. Um, you know, you know it's 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 um, you cannot uh, remain the same, act the same, uh, be the same in the world that does not and will not remain the same. So you got to change. And I like what you said, it's continuing learning experience. You never, you never at a place where you know everything anyway. So just continue to just stay open to learn. That's, that's one of the things I did in my, in my life, in my career.
1: Yeah. Something that I've noticed, um, just in business, which is not a bad thing is that right. As soon as, and I, and I'm getting to a point where it's like, I'm now expecting it And that's like right where I feel like I'm getting somewhat proficient in something that I'm working on, or I, you know, I've got like a level of confidence, then some new opportunity comes out like clubhouse and it changes things. It's like, crap, now I got to figure this out, you know, and it's a good problem to have, but it's like, oh my God, can I just like have two weeks, (laughs) Uh you know, and I just have two weeks of stuff being like, just standardized <laughs> you know, and then I'll go on you know but and COVID hasn't provided us that no you know, not at all and it's no. just, we just constantly have to be on the in this in this active mindset that nothing is going to be constant for a while
0: no no you, you always have to stay open that's one thing that I did learn Is just like every day is just another learning experience I mean totally it's every single day. I mean, uh, wow. Uh, and actually I had a bout of COVID. I mean, I, that was pr- part of the reason why, yeah, that was part of the reason why when I first started on clubhouse about a week into my clubhouse adventure, we were going to schedule a call. I think it was Christmas Eve. And then I just wasn't feeling well and, uh, end up testing positive for COVID, uh, went through that for about three weeks that went through my household, uh, oh. so actually, yeah, it gave me another different understanding. Like, hey, you know, uh, this is something that you really gotta make sure you pay pay attention to, be aware of. Uh, and that was a big learning experience for myself. But you know, for those who are, you know, who are like in that process, you know, my heart goes out to you as well. And 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 if you're listening yeah. to me, listening right now, and you have COVID, we 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 are hopeful that you get better soon right now. So. But uh, yeah, uh, Brenda, I can tell you that the workforce would be a whole lot different mm-hmm. from what I experienced right now today than, than what I was in before because of the nuances of COVID. Um, but I, I do know what doesn't change is how do you connect with people, you know, yeah. connecting with people. That never changes.
1: No, <laughs> <So>. it doesn't. <laughs> so I love, I love the transition, Corey. That was great. So if you could go back through your career in HR and call out one or two top things that you did to connect with your people, what would you say it would be?
0: Oh, that's a good one, that's a good one. That's
1: a deep one. <laughs>
0: I, mean, like, I mean, how you get so deep all of a sudden? So <laughs> I think it's, uh, for one, is it's, it's what you saw me doing with Clubhouse, right? Well, before I go into any work work environment, um, you know, I always figure out, okay, who works, who's working the day. So that way, I, I, I'll get their names and I'll try to get their faces, especially if we can have a, a, a run in total with their faces too. But, but being able to say somebody's name, I think that's the sweetest thing that anybody can hear. And um, for me in HR, I've always just done that. It's like, hey, how do I call this person's name as many times as I can? Because it also helps me remember, I, you know, I'm not the best with names. That's why I keep repeating Brenda. <laughs> I keep remembering- <laughs> I hope I don't call you Kim or something. No, I, look,
1: I'm used to Deborah, <laughs> Linda, Barbara. I mean, it's whatever.
0: It's so, right, Whatever. So yeah, For so you? just you know, tell you know, meeting somebody and 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 um, just connecting mm-hmm. with them, um, and and asking them about their day, and really intently listening when they say. Yes. What, yeah. I guess that's that's probably the other piece is listening, right? Yeah. Uh, is listening to what they say listen to how they say it, because, because what they say and how they say can communicate so much value to you where you can actually intently understand that if something's needs to be more, you know, explored more or not. But I think a lot of times I would just tell you, and sometimes in my career, I was moving so fast that I missed those moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, and today, what i would do is I'll go back and just, and just settle in. You know, there's a quote, there's a thing I you you probably heard it say, hey, walk slowly through the crowd. I remember I was with a a company and they were saying, hey, can you come watch my, you know, see what's going on? And then they'll say, hey, well, they they asked me at the end, hey, what would John Maxwell say? Because they knew I was a John Maxwell certified coach. And I said, well, John would say walk slowly through the crowd. And and it it, it went well. It went well. They loved it. And they said, yeah, we can do that. We'll walk slowly through the crowd. And about three weeks later, you know, I was sitting there thinking about and reminiscing on it. And I said, you know, you don't really walk, you know, it's not just about walking slowly through a crowd, but what it is, is, is is so you can listen intently. So whatever's affecting the crowd affects you.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And when it affects you, this is what I found out when it affects Mm -hmm. you, you make the change. Yeah. And that's what, (laughs) that's what real change happens. Like you make the change when it affects you. So,
1: yeah. That's sometimes awesome. we're just
0: too far from the problem and we don't really understand that hey we got to make the change to solve that problem but when you walk slowly enough and you allow and you see what's going on you can really get affected by it and then that's where it pricks your heart you say i may, I, I need to make a change here
1: yeah i'm on it that's awesome <clears throat> that's really cool so so what's in store for you next
0: well, you know, for me, I mean, you know, just continue to build. I mean, I got to, you know, I have a leadership company now and uh, want to be, I, I really want to partner with uh, companies and and build culture. One of my, one of my, one of the big focuses that that we do is we do all of this work for culture. You see, culture, culture actually controls everything. And uh, it's, it's about what we say, what we do, all of the things that happen. And I don't want to structure our our culture method under three questions. You know, what 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 is expected? You know, what what should be corrected and what should be celebrated? And I think, you know, for me, I found that when I when we can define the culture throughout those three questions, uh, that's where I spend a lot of my time, a majority of the time right now is 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 helping people with culture. That's where we do the leadership roundtables and the different work we do. But but we like to start culture from the top, Brenda. I mean, I think a lot of times in companies, uh, that we want them to do it, right? Hey, the people that's working. But really, if it's not permeated from the from the, the the executive staff on down, then it doesn't really make sense, and it's not meaningful because it doesn't stick, and everybody's not doing it at that point.
1: Right, exactly. So, have you ever, since you're on the John Maxwell side of life, have you ever read his book, The Seventeen Essential Qualities of a Team Player? <laughs>
0: The 17, I haven't read, I read The 17 Laws of Teamwork.
1: This is amazing.
0: Uh, I got to check that one out. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's an easy read, but that's what it looks like when I Get read.
0: Like, I mean, like you are like reading that thing. Like you got like...
1: Oh yeah, this is how I read a book. I annotate and, because well, this is actually a book that I've used in a number of different writings that I've submitted both, you know, in my in my college and throughout my career. But this wow. is just absolutely fantastic. And if you really want to build on culture, Um, you gotta, you also have to build on and really understand or grow, um, at the individual level too. And it's one of the things that I love about this book is that it gives you, um, competencies. I look at it as like competencies. So for instance, it talks about adaptable and it Helps people understand more about what it is that adaptable means. So if you won't change for the team, the team may change for you. And collaborative, working together precedes winning together, right? Um, but one of the f- the best things that I love about this book as a whole, <clears throat> and you know, that you know <laughs> that once you look at these competencies in this book, now we've actually put an actual description to the word team player. Yeah. And so this is, and I've talked about this on the, on podcast before, but what this does is that it actually allows you to understand what are the aspects that go into being a team, a team player. So now it's defined. Now people can understand it. And if you work from this, um and i've done this before in the past but i'll do it with you because this is fun so and i do this in in my workshops that i give so if you could name the one competency single word that is the most important to you as a team player what would it be
0: oh for some reason teamwork comes to mind i mean that's just but right but player, but i I would say uh mm, uh skills
1: can you be more specific?
0: Um, mm, uh,
1: What's the most important thing to you in a teammate?
0: In a teammate, I would say um, being able, if it's one word, I'm trying to find that what I just put in my mind is one word, uh, uh, either character, or loyalty, uh, you know, something like that. I mean, I think... Okay.
1: Let's roll with loyalty. How's that? Yeah. That's a, that's a good one. All right. So that's the most essential quality to you and a team player. So to the person sitting three cubicles down or <clears throat> in two states over, now this is a remote work environment, that's what it's that, here. right, that could actually be communication. And for somebody else, it could be showing up on time. For me, it's competency. Yeah. I need to work with people who are competent in the job that they're performing. Now, can you see that teamwork as a whole is too generic because it means something different to everybody else?
0: Yeah, yeah. That's
1: what I love about this book is that it brings that conversation to light.
0: Yeah, you know, and it reminds me of, uh, I read it a while back, it was the 21 qualities of a leader. Yeah. broke that down like that as well. Yeah. Which is true, Brenda, because you got to look at it too because we all look at our different with our own lenses on Mm -hmm. and we define what teamwork is we define what results are we define what a good work environment is by our lens uh which is which is uh you know i don't think a lot of times we think through that in in our work environments too so it's how you're viewing one thing and how i view another thing yeah Uh, yeah yeah
1: it's pretty it's pretty interesting when you look at it from that context
0: yeah i gotta check that one out because uh, i i've never read that book i mean i Easy read i've read um is the seventeen laws of teamwork but never yeah. read the qualities of a team player so
1: yeah
0: yeah and i love the seventeen laws of teamwork that one is a a great one to do with groups but uh but but i love the individual method of hey how do i break that down into what qualities that you know I can I can uh, latch on to as a as a team player. So
1: right, yeah,
0: good stuff.
1: It is good, good stuff, stuff huh? <laughs> who knew when you called me up to the stage? Who knew?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you are, yeah. Look, I didn't know you was a fan as well. You know Maxwell, oh,
1: yeah.
0: he has them everywhere. Sold quite a few books. It's in, in
1: yeah, that's time. pretty great stuff. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, Corey, it's been awesome having you on here. So if people want to find you, where can they find you? Obviously on clubhouse.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, you can find me on clubhouse if you go on there, Uh, but you are really, you can find me on LinkedIn, uh, Corey Davis. I mean, I'm not too hard to find on on LinkedIn. Uh, For those who are on Instagram, it's Corey Dave, D-A-V Any of those would would get you to where where you can find me in other platforms. Like I have my links on those uh, platforms where you can to my websites and uh, kind of check, check more about us. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's the easiest way LinkedIn and, and Instagram.
1: <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I really do appreciate it. This has been great.
0: Yeah. It's been a pleasure. I mean, pleasure to laugh with you and have some fun and l- even learn about a new book. I mean, I yeah. so. <laughs> well, appreciate you, brother. Thank you.